This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Welcome back to Weekend Wager, brought to you by BetMGM Sports. Enough talk. Believe in your game. Believe in your bet. BetMGM Sports. And joining us is Steve Verderosa. We are just, what, like a little over a week away? Not even. We are less than a week away. Not even. We are less than a week away from the NFL draft. So who better? Uh, to have on uh, than anyone else than Steve Verderosa, former scout for the Giants, was with them for several years, uh, has done a deep dive into a number of key positions. And uh, and today we're going to uh, uncover what's going on with the defensive lineman. And I think this is really, really a significant uh, conversation to have because you've got a Giants football team that's got the number five and the number seven pick. And a lot of people feel that with one of those picks, they're going to select one of these defensive linemen. So first and foremost, Steve, welcome in. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm 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 doing well. I'm excited. Uh, I'm I'm going to be heading out. I'm going to be heading out to Vegas for the draft. So I'm really excited about that. Uh, I'll be leaving on uh, on Tuesday. So I'll be out there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Get a red home. Get a red eye flight back home on on Friday. Be home Saturday. It's my birthday on Friday. I'm excited about that as well. So. I mean, listen, that's a bucket list, right? To celebrate your birthday out in Vegas? Oh, boy. I'm glad I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, so let's, let's dive into it. First and foremost, uh, there's a lot of talk and a lot of ex- you know, speculation in regard to which of these defensive linemen is going to go number one overall in the draft, right? Like Hutchinson from Michigan, unbelievable motor. You know, and, and, of course, as we know right now, Jacksonville's got the number one overall pick. Uh, I'm hearing that Jacksonville is looking to trade that pick, uh, but nonetheless, a lot of love for Hutchinson, and based on his pro day, a ton of love for Trayvon Walker as well. So uh, with that being said, kind of break it down for us. Who's your favorite defensive lineman coming out of this draft? Well, first and foremost, this is a little bit different draft in the fact that there is quite a bit of uh, what is perceived as outstanding pass rushers uh because though usually you can count them on one hand minus a couple of fingers. So here we have a bunch of players at the top of the draft that really could add to any football team's uh, pass rush repertoire. Um, I think it's really important when I scouted players, it's always what they can do, not what they can't do. And a lot of these guys, uh, there's no perfect player. Um, when Aaron Donald was coming out, as unique as he is and how he's exploded – uh, to the NFL scene these last eight, nine years. Um, I don't think anybody saw a guy who was going to get 20-plus sacks multiple years from an undersized inside player. But that's what he is. He's a unique talent, and, and you hope that one of these guys is that. Um, I started off with uh, Trayvon Walker because he was a guy that, that I don't think anybody thought was going to be you know, a first pick or a top three, four, five pick in this draft going into the season. Uh, the pluses for him, I mean, he has he has all the physical requisites you're looking for, size, speed, quickness, uh, the physical traits to be an impact player. Um, but really, his meteoric rise was the combine and the pro day. I, I, 271 pounds running 4.52 is, is unheard of. Um, the one negative for me with this guy is on a team with a lot of really good players all over the map, the production doesn't match the, the physical attributes. You watch tape after tape. You see things here. You see things there. You love some of the things that you see, but it, 
I'm old school in that production means a lot. And the guy, for all his physical talent, um, to me, I was really disappointed in the amount of production there. I think he had nine and a half sacks in 36 games. That's okay, um, but it's certainly not outstanding for a guy um, with, with his physical skill set. That being said, look, you know what, I, I would take a shot on a guy like this high in the draft. Why wouldn't you? Um, uh, my only exposure to these guys is the tape, and that's only one part of the evaluation. But, look, he, he's got what you're looking for. That, that's, that's one thing. I'm just not sure how he was used. To me, he's a defensive end. He's not a stand-up guy. I want this guy putting his hand on the ground and coming up field and getting after the quarterback. So um, that, that's how I see Trayvon Walker. Great physical talent, uh, a little disappointed in the real – production that I see on a tape or lack that I saw on the tape. Well, I mean, I mean you, you, next- you touched on, you touched on something really important in, in regard to the conversation that I've had with other scouts, Steve, and that is, um, you know, the way that he was utilized at Georgia isn't necessarily how he would be utilized in, in the pros. So, um, like, so, so take us into a war room, right? Like, let's say, let's just say Jacksonville sitting there, they're not getting, you know, the offers that they would want in order to trade out of that number one spot. And so now they're, they, they have to have the discussion, Hutchinson or Walker, Hutchinson or Walker, you know, what, what conversations exist or are created based on the fact of what you just said? Well, you know, right. I, I get it. Nine and a half sacks in 36 games, nothing to write home about, but look at how he was used, you know, improperly um, compared to how he would possibly be used in the pros? Well, again, I'm not going to say you second-guess Kirby Smart and his coaching staff. They certainly know what they're doing, and they had the guy every day. But the question you're asking about the war room, it has to be a synergy between the personnel and the coaching staff. And I can't tell you how many times in 33 years I heard a uh, a coach say, uh, he doesn't fit what we do. Well, uh, it used to make me crazy because if a guy's a football player, you know, find a way to use him. All right, it, don't make it about your scheme. Make it about the players. The the players are the game. So um, the conversation would be, you know, are we a three four team or are we a four three team? You know, they already have a pass rusher on one side in, in Josh Allen. It's great to have two because now, now you know you got guys coming from both sides, and that's where on the Giants we had tremendous success with our front four. Um, so, is he a scheme fit? Because in today's NFL, which is so transient compared to how it used to be, coaching staffs come and go. That's why I always felt just take the best player. If you think he's the best player, then find a way to use him because. Sometimes those players are going to outlast that coaching staff, unfortunately. And you don't want to see that, but that's the reality of today's NFL. All right. Uh, let's move on to Hutchinson. Again, another player, and he's favored, by the way, to go number one overall to uh, to Jacksonville or whoever does uh, possibly trade with Jacksonville and, and, and take him. Tray- Trayvon Walker right now, you can wager that he'll go number one at plus 190. So your your thoughts on Hutchinson, I, I know there's a concern in regard to his arm length. Um, where, where do you stand with Hutchinson? <laughs> 
Well, look, when you watch this young man on tape, these two guys, to me, are almost the antithesis because this guy jumps off the tape because every play he's unbelievably active, disruptive, makes things happen. He, he's got a nonstop motor. I mean, he's relentless every single play. His intensity is off the Richter scale, and you love that about this guy. His strength at the point of attack and his production. I think he had 14 and a half sacks this year. His leadership, his maturity, the way he prepares, those are all the real positives. The negatives for me, you know, this this young man is over six foot four. His arm length is 32 and a half. Now, that's below average. And you know what? It, it, there's no short arm pass rushers in the National Football League that are successful. Um, the negatives on him, if you want to call the negatives, was the combine workout was good, wasn't great. He was four seven plus. Um, wasn't real twitchy in a lot of the movement stuff. I think this guy's going to be a really good player because of his intangibles and his motor, uh, his size, his strength, and his wherewithal, and just his maturity. He's he's ready to go. He's ready. He's a young man ready to play against men now, which some of these guys aren't. It takes them a year or two to to make that adjustment. But the the physical talent, watching both guys, um, Walker's quicker, twitchier, um, more explosive. Um, those traits you can't teach. Either you have them or you don't. Uh, I think Aiden Hutchinson's going to be a, a fine player. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little hesitant to say how high his ceiling is. But uh, I love the player. I'd love to have him on my football team because you love the way he plays. Just to give you an idea in regards to the conversations I've had with other scouts, Steve, curious if you if, if, if you will agree or disagree, and that is so Walker, I, I, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of comparison to Jadavian Clowney for Hutchinson, a lot of comparison to the Bosa brothers. Would you agree to that? Probably a really good comparison. Uh, I you know, there's Nick and Joey. Joey was like a four eight plus, but again, the maturity uh, on how to play. His dad was a their dad was a first round pick with Miami years back. Um, those guys knew how to play when they came into the league, um, and, and they use every ounce of their ability. Probably a good, probably a good analogy. I talked to two general managers, and, and one of them that I've known for a long, long time. He just looked at me and he says, hey, I don't care how long or short his arms are. This guy's a really, really good player, and I wish I could get him. So uh, you know, that's there's, there's some more information for you right there. <laughs> Again, Steve Verderosa joining us here on 98.7 ESPN, former Giants scout, breaking down the defensive linemen that a number of people feel with the Giants having the, uh, the, the five and the seven and also the Jets being up there as well. Maybe one or two of these guys will land on, uh, of course, both those uh, those 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 teams. All right, let's talk about some of the other uh, defensive linemen that uh, that are getting a lot of pub, and, and and that's Thibodeau. You know, very interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I'm 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 hearing mixed reviews here. Um, I, I had one scout compare him to Golston, which <laughs> we know how his career ended up. That's not a great comparison. Uh, what what are your thoughts no. on Thibodeau? What are your thoughts on Thibodeau? Yeah, I I, I would make that comparison. Um, this young man is really interesting because 
he has something that you can't teach. His, his first step quickness, his, his initial get-off is excellent. Just can't teach that. And you see it on the tape. I, I mean, he's explosive as far as that goes. Um, and the, that's the big positive for me. Um, this guy, to me, would be better standing up uh, and coming from the edge and kind of freeing him away from some of the big people up front. Because I, I, I've heard about the uneven effort. I watched a couple of tapes where there's some plays there that you wish um, he strained a little bit more. But to me, he's undersized at the point of attack, just his frame. He's not a big, thick, framed guy. And the lack of strength to play in the trenches, it, it shows up. And, and that could that could be some of that uneven effort that people see. Um, but like I said, the pauses are the, the initial takeoff. You, you can't teach that stuff. Um, I like this player's upside. Uh, he, he could be a difference maker in the NFL. One thing people have to remember, too, the defensive line is the most physically demanding position in the National Football League. If you take a guy like Thibodeau, who is 255 or 260, and he's battling 320-pound offensive linemen, and in today's quick passing game, you want this guy to rush the passer, the ball's out of the quarterback's hands, the receiver's running with the ball, he's got to turn and sprint, and now the team that's on offense is going no huddle. He's got to put his hand back in the dirt and go again. So these guys got a, a relentless job that that is unbelievably taxing and demanding physically. Um, so I, I like this player a lot. Uh, I know there's some holes in his game. Uh, like Walker, I, I think he was used a little bit, could, could be used better to take better advantage of his skill set and maybe lessen the things that, are, that have to be uh, improved and developed as he gets to the next level. One thing I've heard from him, uh, again, from other scouts in around the NFL, Steve, is that he likes football. He doesn't love football. And and obviously, that's something that you can't see on tape, right? That's something that you learn, whether it's mm-hmm. conversations with him, conversations that you hear with other, other you know, coaches that have coached him. Well, have you have you ever cr- come across a player that has that's as you said like his first step is so explosive, can't teach that. That's is is you know I, I've heard before quote unquote that's a crib factor. You're born with it. But have you come across a player that you just really really think is just so so blessed athletically, but yet you kind of feel like just doesn't really love football. What do you do with that? can't change that that that's something within them you know either you live with it or you don't Jadavian Clowney is one of those guys he didn't love football um he certainly didn't when he was at South Carolina heck he didn't go to practice half the time and and coach Spurrier let him do that um but his physical skill set was was incredible so um Young man down there in Cleveland that was the first pick in the draft from Texas A&M. You know, he's one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. You know, he was a poet and had other interests, and people said that he didn't love football either. But he's a really good player in our league. So, um, you you address it, you know about it. If you know about it and you can live with it, that's fine. You know, some some coaches can't. So, um, just as long as you know what you're getting. And, and that's you know, important. There's no saying what you see is what you get. <laughs> and some guys, 
you don't know what you don't know what you're getting. So um, today's NFL, w- with all the the interview process, which is much more uh, in depth than what it was when I first started, um, I think pe- people and teams and personnel they they get to know the players a lot more now than you, you did in the past. So um, I think every stone is uncovered as best can possible, but. Players change too, and um, today's athletes different than the athletes from 25, 30 years ago. That's for sure. All right, so we, we touched on the top three that a lot of people are expecting to go in the top <laughs> five, the top seven, the top ten. Um, are there some other defensive linemen out there that uh, that you've watched on film that you really like, that you covet, that that you think really uh, could be a really good good draft pick or steal in in, in this year's draft? Well, well, let's talk about two more guys because one more, one more outside guy. I, I like this Jermaine Johnson from Florida State. He's just a really good, solid, all-around player versus the run, and he's a good pass rusher. and And I think this guy can develop even more as as he learns more pass rush moves. and And um, but he's a he's a solid player. He does everything well. I mean, he reads blocking schemes. Uh, he he knows when to spill it. He knows when to turn it back inside. This 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 guy is strong and stout at the point of attack. Uh, he's got active hands, um, good motor. Um, played well on a team that's that's not a premier football team anymore in Florida State. I mean, for for fifteen twenty years they were a top five football team in college football, and they're kind of an afterthought now. And he stands out on the tape. I mean, you, you notice him. So he, he's a solid player. I, I think that um, anybody that takes this guy, they'll be really happy with him. He reminds me a little bit of Ojolari that, that the Giants drafted last year. Um, that type of player can rush the passer. Might be surprising how many sacks he gets. And how did he get him? Well, he got him. He's strong. He's tough. He's active. You know, he's I didn't see the elite quickness as some of the other guys we talked about, but he gets the job done. So he's, he's a good football player, this guy. And there was one more defensive lineman you want to touch on? Oh, my favorite player in the draft. (laughs) Jordan Davis, this this big gigantic human being at Georgia. Uh, You know, again, we, we try to talk about what a guy can do as far as, and not what he can't do. And I've, I've read stuff and I'm, looking at everything, well, this guy can't rush the passer. What nose tackle in the National Football League rushes the passer? I mean, there's different ways to, to um, affect the game. This guy is an uncommon athlete. He's 6'6 plus. They say he's 341 pounds, but I've been told that he played during the season at over 360. And he reminds me a lot of Vince Wilfork that I scouted when he was coming out of Miami. And, and Vince was a really good, outstanding athlete for his body type. This guy's even a better athlete, light on his feet, big, powerful. He, he's going to walk NFL centers and guards back into the pocket. Um, he's, he might not be a pass rusher. He is a disruptor. Um, and when people talk about value, you know, I, I see some of these corners, and you have to have them. But I know from our last two Super Bowl victories 
against the Patriots. We won because of our defensive front, not, not because of our corners or our secondary. I mean, they were the impactful players. This guy is going to be an impact player in the NFL playing inside, uh, just like Vince Wilfork was for many years. Um, Jordan Davis, gigantic human being, explosive, fast, powerful, um, and, and his, his game, his hand use, that'll only get better as he gets to the next level. But he's an uncommon human being. Uncommon. <laughs> I love that guy. Man, I take that guy in a heartbeat. You're so funny. I can hear it in your voice. He's an uncommon human. Um, I, I'm oh. I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to use that phrase uh, when I'm 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 talking about him next week while I'm uh, while I'm in in Vegas for the draft. That's that's great. He's an uncommon human. Uh, I love that. Listen, uh, these these players in the, in the National Football League are special human beings, and and some of the the physical strength that these guys exhibit it, it's astounding because everybody in that league is is, is a fantastic professional athlete, whether he's an offensive guard or, or a corner, whatever position. But this guy, I, I don't know when, if he steps in the National Football League if there'll be anybody stronger than this guy. I mean, we, we drafted big Dexter Lawrence when I was with the Giants, and Dexter is, you know, he does that. He, he, he forklifts people and walks them back into the pocket and has a lot of pressures and is an inside force and disruptor. This guy, this guy is unbelievable. So, um, impressive, impressive human being. I love it. Great stuff as always, Steve. So blessed when you're on with us. Really do appreciate you, my friend. Um, Have a great weekend. You do the same. And if I don't speak to you while you're out there in Sin City, happy birthday. (laughs) Thank you. All right. All right. Take care. This is the Weekend Wager with Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN.